Ashamai, Achoi Soiskos, Podlediad Consortium Knobach the Day. And a Podlediad Hun, but looking clowered, a troubled day fed do with Ara and Bob Math or Bethe Arisk. Hello and welcome to SCOS, the Central South Consortium podcast. In this podcast, we'll bring you the very latest discussions on all things education. Hello and welcome to the Central South Consortium podcast. In 2021, in collaboration with schools and universities in the region, we created a publication called 10 Ways to Support Initial Teacher Education in Schools. This is the first episode in a series of 10, each exploring one of the 10 ways that schools can offer the right kind of environment where both student teachers and school can flourish. The title of this first podcast is Take the Lead in Supporting the Teachers of Tomorrow. My name is Sean Watkins and I would like to introduce you to Trevor Brown, who is head teacher at Stanwell School in Penarth. Hi, Trevor. Good afternoon, Sean. Nice to see you. Yes, lovely to see you again. So, Trevor, I know you have a very long history in ITE. You've been an ex-lecturer on initial teacher education programmes. You're currently peer inspector for ITE. Your school is taking the lead in ITE. And I know your previous school, uh, where you were head teacher, also took the lead with um, ITE. So why is ITE on your list of priorities, especially when, let's be fair, schools have so many competing priorities to deal with? Um, yes, I mean, I, my own um, sort of personal history go, goes goes back some way in terms of involvement with, with ITT. Um, it goes back actually to, to when I was um, um, a classroom teacher and, and worked as, a, as a, a mentor and senior mentor and it was something that I absolutely loved loved doing in, in, in school um, and felt that in terms of my professional development it played a key part in not only sort of um, refining and developing my own classroom practice but also um, helped me to develop as a as a school leader working with and through other trainees in school. Um, and I suppose um, having worked in the sector as well, it's something that, that I felt, um, you know, schools have a, a real uh, duty to, to to take a kind of key uh, lead um, with and um, have always felt that, um, you know, the schools that I've I've led should be right at the heart of of that process, working you know, in partnership with with higher education to to try and provide the best possible experience for for trainees coming into coming into the profession. So, um, in my own personal experience is closely um, aligned to um, initial teacher education. It's felt something that I felt very passionate about as a as a school leader. Um, and you're quite right to say that there are um, you know, competing demands and priorities for, for school leaders. But if we're not placing this right at the very heart of of our culture and ethos in in schools, then um, you know we're, we're we're doing a disservice to to you know future generations of of teachers and and students. I I I really want to pick up what you said there about um, you being a key leader um, in ITE, and I mean there's no denying, is there, that there have been some major change in changes in ITE in Wales. Um, with schools and particularly lead schools like yourselves having an equally accountable responsibility for ITE. You know, in the past, partnerships really was um, perhaps while we work together, while schools and universities work together, that the responsibility mainly uh, landed with the university. Um, but that's not the case anymore. I mean, what does equal accountability 
or joint responsibility for IT mean to you? I think first of all, the, taking the, the sort of the latter part of that first, the, the, the joint responsibility, I think, um, you know, right from the heart in terms of, of, of the direction of travel of ITT in Wales so over the last few years, we've, 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 at the very heart of that has been this kind of idea of co-construction. Um, and I think it's, it's far easier to have that joint accountability where you've, schools um, have felt far more ownership um, and responsibility around the um, you know, design of course programme and delivery of course programmes. Um, and I think that's been um, a really exciting part of what we've been doing in Wales um, to kind of work in partnership with with some of the expertise in in um, HEIs and, and, and work um, to, to build some something really interesting. So, for example, here is a lead school. We have our professional learning days and we've constructed those with um, in conjunction with with staff at the university. And we feel that 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 provision is is excellent because of that and that we are able to cover everything that's really important for, for new entrants to the profession from you know, new curriculum through to um, action research through to you know some very tangible hands on operational stuff that, that, that practitioners have to, to get to grips with when they get into the classroom around behaviour management, etc. So I think that's been really exciting and I think that means it's you know we feel um, you know because of that co-construction we do feel it's absolutely right then that we are accountable for for, for what happens and um, yeah I think I think certainly here in 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 in, in my school, um, we very much feel that that responsibility and accountability um, alongside um, the, you know, the higher education institution. So um, yeah, I think that's been a real a real positive. Um, yeah, and I think that's shared certainly by the senior mentor, the mentors in school. They realise that um, their job was always important and that they played a, an, an important part in the development of the professionals that they were working alongside. But now there is that that extra sense of accountability, um, you know, for example, with you know the inspector and so on. So you, you, there's a lot of people who are very much involved with that and that accountability obviously is very prominent. Have you had to include governors into that in that as well? Yeah, I mean, certainly, our, I think we've, we've tried to invo involve all our stakeholders. I mean, we've made sure that um, initial teacher education is in our school development plan. Um, and we've very much aligned that to some of the work that, that, that we focused on around developing action research in school for our teachers, our own professional learning offer. Um, and, um, you know, for that reason, um, our school development plan is, is, is fully supported by our governing body and approved by our governing body. So they're fully aware, for example, of Stanwell's role as a, as a lead school in terms of initial teacher education. So absolutely. I mean, I think they're very aware of of our role um, and in, in the same way that they would challenge us on um, as critical friends on our, our performance or aspects of, of school life that they would ask um, searching questions on on um, on teacher education around our involvement, progress of those students, um, employment uh, of those students. Um, and we have some on our governing body and we have some some representatives from higher education as well who who know their stuff and, um, and, and do kind of challenge us and support us with that with that part of our work. It's interesting you mentioned there about employment. I mean, is there something that schools can do to help make sure our student teachers are employment ready? I think schools, say schools I've worked in, have, have always tried to provide very practical advice and support to trainees around um, sort of letters of application, um, you know, 
practicing um, interview technique, those those sorts of things. And I remember as a as a as a lecturer as well, we'd often do sessions that those were supported by sessions um, at, at university as well. Um, so I think you know I think school schools are pretty adept at 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 that, um, and I'd like to think we do do a do a good job of good job of that here. And do you think all schools can can support students in that way, whether they're lead schools or whether they are just schools who've got a lighter um, commitment to initial teacher education? Yes, I, I think so. And and I mean, you'd like to think rather than sort of just the, the kind of um, nuts and bolts of interviews and applications that that you know the programs that we've co-constructed um, here are, are actually preparing. Um, trainees for, for those, you know, for, for the for, for the workplace anyway. That that if we're looking at a kind of really holistic approach to their development, so that they're, you know, they're ready for the challenges of of um, the curriculum for Wales. If they are um, aware of of how you know that, that this is a profession with a practice and that they are required to be reflective practitioners. Um, if they're aware of the importance of actual research and educational research and informing practice. Um, if they have had opportunities to blend theory and practice as part of their as part of their program um, in the university and in school, that they are going to be ready for the workplace. So by dint of giving them a, a good deal, um, and I think the increased consistency that exists now in terms of that provision um, has certainly helped that. So I think I think I think whatever your role, whether that's as a, a lead school, clinical practice school, or, or you know any any involvement you've got with a with a with a trainee, I think you can you can you can certainly play a part in in helping them in their next steps. Okay, well, thanks. So. Just to finish us off then, Trevor, if you had sort of one thing that you wanted listeners to take from this podcast, what would that be? Well, that's a that's a good question. Um, I, I think it would be that we've all got a responsibility as, as leaders and as teachers to place initial teacher education right at the forefront of what we do, that it should be integral to um, school life that that it it should be you know i'd like to think that it would be part of um a school's development planning process um that wherever possible it can become something that can integrate fully into your culture and ethos um and and can bring as many benefits to the school as it as it can to the trainee um and that's my vision for it here and um where i've seen it living and breathing in many schools um you know similarly it's it's had a really powerful impact well, that's brilliant. Thanks ever so much, Trevor. Um, unfortunately, that's all the time we've got for this uh, first podcast. But I really would like to thank you, Trevor, for your for your own vision. Um, I, it really is inspiring to listen to. Um, and to our listeners, please remember that this is the first in a series of 10. Please look for our forthcoming episodes. And if you want to read more, the publication 10 Ways to Support Initial Teacher Education in Schools is available on the Central South Consortium website. Diolch am rando ar y bennod hon o sgwrs. Cofiwch ein dilyn ar Twitter a Facebook, tan ysgrifio ein sianel YouTube, a mi nhw yn cymunedau ar ein gwefan a darllen ein bulletin ysgolion athnosol am y newyddion diwynaraf. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sgwrs. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, join our online communities via our website and read our weekly school bulletin for the latest news. Bye for now.